Hello and welcome to another episode of the Midnight Lantern Podcast. My name is Sean John Barlon, aka Swan, and with me today, as always, is JC I'm Reno. I, you know, I'm, I've been here before. I'm the same. That's <laughs> as all. The same intro, the same classic JC, <laughs> and uh, that is pretty classic and. Not it's, traditional. That is pretty much what we are talking about today on today's episode. We're going to be diving into classic games. Because what really was before video games? And what are some classic video games? And, the most natural transition. <laughs> you know, we got to... You know, we, I practice in the shower a lot. So, um, yeah, Even so... Pro. Pretty much. I mean, I haven't been playing too many video games, so this is a great discussion to kind of break from the same old what have I been playing question. And then uh, embedding in those. Yeah, Yeah, I think this is like a longer, um, it's a a question with more longevity about games with longevity. Yeah. So, and I think it's fundamental. It's about fundamental. And I, 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 you know, we'll get into it when I talk, when I, I think the best definition is like, a, a game like chess or golf versus a game like Civilization or Dwarf Fortress to k- distinguish what what I mean and like the like you know the fundamental purpose or reason or or like the games have longevity like you know the differences we'll get to that that's not part of the intro. yeah we'll we'll save it for the save it for the later <laughs> for the for the you know the content the mid game but before we get into it um some update some news. Uh, we are currently live on twitch.tv slash swanstudiotv. Woo, woo. woo. <laughs> and uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? Two, yeah, I guess two nights ago, um, we hit Twitch affiliate status. Woo. So, woo, woo. yeah, poggers in chat. <laughs> um, we'll just cut all Twitch emotes spoken out loud for the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, don't um, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we hit affiliate, and so now... I've kind of been working on the stream a bit, trying to um, up up the ante and get a little bit more professional with it. Uh, and it's a great platform to actually just do anything on. Yeah. And especially because we have this podcast weekly, I think it'd be a, a pretty good routine and schedule to have that as like a structure for the stream. So kind of everything like naturally came together one yeah. week. And it's like, yeah, let's just do this. And then yeah, it worked yeah. out. So shout out to everyone that's wa- been watching, currently watching, and uh, following and subscribed. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I, I think that you know this just came to me. Um, the the way in which, I, and I, I don't know if this is significant, but the way in which significant things happen, it's like there's a lot of thought about it, and then it just happens. Is there any? <laughs> is that what it felt like for you? I guess so far, just like in the Twitch affiliate, and is it significant to you? Uh yeah, kind of just like I wouldn't say I was uh that was like my goal. It kind of just happened. Yeah. But I have been like a lot of the goals for Twitch affiliate, like the actual requirements, I had I kind of had for a while just cuz uh, I used to stream a lot of Guild Wars 2 um and RuneScape right. in like 2015. <laughs> 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 um so the only thing I w- didn't have was like the average viewership. So then that's kind of where I was like, oh, let me just like chill to my friends and uh, 
And like, wow, this is actually easier than I thought. Yeah. Um, it helps that, I mean, we're all playing the same games now. Uh, back then, I was kind of just playing MMOs by myself, so I didn't feel like streaming. Yeah. Friends who are interested much. in the same and similar things. But it yeah. makes it easier. And thank you to everyone who came out. Yeah, shouts out to the boys and girls. <laughs> I guess to first get into it, I, the one thing I have been playing is chess. And I've kind of mentioned this in the, our previous episode, Save It For The Podcast, episode four with yeah, trend. Christian, um, where we talk about The Last of Us and Hamilton. I mentioned I've, I've been playing a little bit of chess and um, I forget why or like how it started. Probably because like the chess um, is kind of like the craze right now on Twitch. Yeah. Um, and I watch too much Twitch. So I'm like embedded in the culture. Yeah. And so, yeah, just playing. You. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get good at chess. I, I'd played a little bit as a kid, uh, part of the chess club back at Nativity Catholic School. Wow. Boys. Throwback. Um, but yeah, it sucked. And I know oh. we like play chess sometimes when we like go out to get like boba. Yeah, Boba but Shop chess. I would always lose because you have like a more yeah I play structured, a lot. I don't know why. understanding of it. Yeah, but now I know. <laughs> now, yeah, now now it's like yeah you beat me. It's like neck and neck usually. Pretty much. But then I guess it's like what I know that it wasn't just um you know like a Twitch trend doesn't necessarily define what you end up doing. I think for you it was more uh, like some something something like latched onto your cere- like <laughs> your cerebellum or something like. You definitely got into it and approached it in a, in a way that was more intense than I, you know, I think most like people Like just following a trend? Yeah, it, more intense than just following a trend, yeah. Like, like it, it connected with you. And do you know, do you have anything to say on that or like any? Yeah. Um, I like to say that there's like chess and everything, kind of like a meme. I would like okay. say that before I was playing chess, like we were playing Valorant. I'm like, bro, <laughs> this is literally just chess, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Even when we're playing Dragon Ball Fighters, it, it, like any fighting game, really comes down to that one-on-one mentality of what chess kind of is. Right. And of course, um, with that metaphor and analogy, like melee comes into mind. Um, yeah. Where I feel like melee relates more to chess than chess relates more to melee for me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, explain <laughs> but that's that, because that's like. Kind of a- I think That's it's just because I'm so ingrained into melee mentality that it's like the base foundation of knowledge that I have. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes so sense. then, like when when I'm playing chess, it's like okay, I can see, like okay, I'm playing neutral here, mm. and I'm looking for like a punish. I see. Off of I guess a blunder, but in but- like melee, it's like oh, I'm I'm just looking for a punish off like a whiff of. Like he messed up his uh his ledge guard, so I'm gonna punish and like just looking for openings in neutral to get your punish game. Mm-hmm. Except in chess, it's like immediate. There's no combo. It's just punish. Yeah, yeah. It is more raw, which I never thought about that in chess. You're right. Until um, it was from melee. Like, cause melee, like those are the kind of things that it's more um, like uh, not transient. It's more like it, that's part of the experience more is to witness like getting punished like it has a very it has a very uh man i can't show you how the word <laughs> that was poetic <laughs> <See>? <laughs> but yeah i see what you mean so you like melee is like your your base reference though 
Yeah, pretty much. And then Chess compliments that. Yeah. Like, I even popped off harder than I've ever popped off in Melee when I won this <laughs> chess game on chess.com. Oh, my. And I, like, baited him with... Um, the bait, yeah. I don't know. Like, I set up this really convoluted checkmate. It probably wasn't even that, like, convoluted. But to me, my low <laughs> elo ass, like... It felt... I'm like, okay, it's, I could just put him in check here, but I'm just going to, like, do this one move and get checkmate in, like, the next move. Right. And he didn't see it. And then, like... Bam, won the game. 900 rating. Let's go, boys. Let's go and easy. Then, uh, Bump it up. And then I popped off at 3 in the morning in the, the quietness <laughs> of my house. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, And uh, Melee, I never really pop off Melee just because it's like, it's pretty, that's pretty sweaty to do. But yeah, just doing that chess move, I'm like, damn, like I'm pretty invested yeah. And it felt like I was playing a whole set in melee. Right. So me, it's so intense. I, I always see that as like the reason I feel like it's weird to pop off in melee is because it's it's the way the community is. Like it's almost um like the kind of people that would play no that's shitty. I mean I play melee. It, it, it's like to pop off would be disrespectful. Or because yeah. because it's kind of common. Whereas in chess it's like a game of it, it's like so you invert the expectation a little. Whereas in chess, it's like very, you know, classic, respectful table sets that are kind of fragile and the, the board is fragile. And so to pop off in that is like, right, it, it's like against the it's like, you know, it, it's it's inverting the way that the the culture of chess is. See, like that, that's that cool. brings up like a really interesting discussion, because with chess being so popular right now in Twitch and the yeah. community of Twitch is very the blending. Yeah. Uh, it's very like young like memes Meme yeah. and like you know just a lot of kids i guess yeah how how do you think a chess a classic game like you mentioned like <laughs> with high standards and like there's like an elegance to it yeah to just be shitted on by these twitch community and like <laughs> i know um chess players are very elitist like yeah like very elitist i i've been listening to some like chess podcasts and just the way they talk amongst themselves yeah. like, they're not even friends with each other because of like it's like inefficient Th their minds are like programmed to it's just have this have this like very elitist attitude yeah. because of just how <laughs> i guess you know low iq this is <laughs> bad yeah it's bad. it's a sign of weakness to befriend so, your fellows yeah for like chess a classic game like that to kind of be starting to be more popular like yeah. it's interesting how the chess community would take that almost as like a joke or they'll just scoff at it because of like <laughs> we're all just a low like there are five yeah. heads and we're we're just papegas <laughs> there's the there, yeah, yeah we got <laughs> um i'm literally I just a papega I don't know if, it's, like, I think that's the constant, or that's, like, the ethos of something like 4chan or um, even our generation, which is the constant, it, it's like, uh, I mean, I've, I've thought a bit about this, and I may be, like, not completely uh, accurate with this. I think the constant way that we, like, the way that we're, we are in the information age, where things are kind of immediate and where we can get large swaths of information that otherwise might be, you know, kind of held up as something more serious or like a, a, your own discovery. So like those chess dudes, like they had their own discoveries and they probably all have similar stories that other people don't have. 
Um, and they probably read certain things that other people haven't read, and they probably assign some value to themselves. Whereas now it's like all information is is trash. It's like everywhere. It's anything. It's and you can get it and at any time. And so I to me what I've seen is like we we have these ideas of um like uh, like honest not honest but like superior um uh, not title but like like our generation is coming up in this age where information is cheap and where higher held information like information on the the details of chess and i just read something about hypermodernism relating to chess that uh, Uriel sent me actually and uh, well i'll get into that later but it's like when you discover it once you reach that barrier of oh this this is held up as higher knowledge once you break that uh like alienation you realize it's just information it's just more knowledge and i think that once you can do that you, you can end up in this cycle of over irony and infinite irony which is like a kierkegaardian thing so you can that's like the direction of our entire culture i think that's the direction of twitch culture that's 4chan um and i, I mean i think most people uh of our age group it's like well i now i realize that like that's not this isn't shit like this isn't some getting emotional about it like it, there there's so many communities and we can see it all like we have we have access to all these like we have vision on all these people and the details of their you could say lives um i hope i'm not tangenting this too much and i hope <laughs> that makes sense um that like th there's that constant like there's a there's a knot there's like some knot of it's almost anxiety or a feeling of inferiority and then once you break that it's almost like lol that wasn't shit and <laughs> nothing is i guess so i think like that's that's what i see is the the communities coming together a little bit like the the illusions of um value are are starting to be you know wiltering and, and breaking do you think it's like in a healthy way or is it kind of um i think it's in a it's in a it's in a i don't know if it's healthy but <laughs> i think it's in a good way like it's okay. in a way that is it, it's more honest it's more authentic you could say okay yeah that makes more sense yeah i guess that's what i was like alluding to where that is kind of a authentic step towards yeah. just like breaking those illusions that like what you're talking about but no so another thing that i was thinking about with chess um uh, so yariel just pretty recently something not that anyone knows who is, well, our friend i maybe just cut out that he sent me this thing on hypermodernism, which totally inverts the way of thinking about chess uh to a way that i'd prefer whereas i think most people in chess like you almost think it's top down and the best chess is played by knowing what all the pieces are doing all the time and checking you know what can they do and then knowing the next move is knowing like the the like each move squared like you know like tangenting infinitely into all these like wild complexities of um like possibility of like if they move if and then like it's like a, a series of if statements i think people try to approach chess like that sometimes but like if you take it in a way that is well, in this context of, of where it's hypermodernism, where it's not necessarily, um, like is like it's not questioning is each thing gonna be uh, true or false. It's more like what's the important information, and it breaks it down into more like fragmented, bite-sized. This guy calls it um his uh, what was it his was his process or his system. He calls it my system. And so it's just he said like if you prioritize these things in a game 
like an example i think a separate though is like make sure that you um have your pawns defended like that could be an ex like as a principle like you have a principle instead of um a constant analysis of the game at all times and like something like that like to me that totally shifts the way that you, i into like would ne normally or naturally try to think about the game and that's really interesting and valuable and it, it's it, like it's like through this game people can express how they think and it and it actually shows up in a way that that's what i'm trying to that's like kind of the wrap-up is that like you can think in a certain way in a certain set of axioms and like have a whole underlying philosophy about that and it will emerge in a certain way and that's what i think is very interesting and valuable about all these types of games basically or that, that right. that's where i'm starting yeah it kind of like drills into you the basic fundamentals in like an extreme way and it improves your overall like gameplay yeah right it's about the fundamentals yeah like what came to mind was like we were playing melee earlier and i was like okay let me just stay grounded as marth because it's like a fundamental like asset of marth is just that he has a really good dash dance but like <laughs> i never like utilize it because i'm i'm very like aerial heavy mm. and so it's like let me in in the same way like make sure your pawns are always defended let me stay grounded in neutral like all the time and it like started to just like simplify the neutral for me yeah 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 dude that's exactly that like that made it so clear in my mind how when you said like okay i always like melee is your base reference yeah yeah exactly <laughs> everything makes example. sense if we just refer it back <laughs> to melee to melee and i know like that's gotta be people i know for my like people i know golf might be there you right. know eternal reference for everything and everyone's got a melee yeah um, everyone has their melee <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that I I don't know if if anything else on that. Otherwise, but th that's it kind chess. of like, like, I guess chess is super complex. But at the same time, it's it really does come down to those basic principles of keep your pieces um, protected, don't leave any hanging pieces, don't blunder, and like you have a then that's it. Like at the end of the game, like it comes down to, I guess, like it. I guess I don't have a bigger understanding of chess right now so like really i can play well by doing those things of like let me just not right blunder and then let me just protect my pieces and then i but that's when i lose to people who like they have like a better position that like threatens like areas that i'm not even aware of mm -hmm. um but when it comes down to those basics it's like okay in a way chess and classic games in general have like that simple feel to it and i know you wanted to like dive into what really articulates a classic game like so to speak like the definition yeah. of a classic game and like why a game like chess is still being played like so many years later and like how right like, what right. would define this longevity of a game right right, right. and well so i think because i was thinking about this before because i think a game like uh, games that have become more popular and that have had a lasting um presence in the gaming community is something like civilization and or fortress as well where the top like at the at the top or the bottom of it of the experience what you get is like 
emergent gameplay and like what that really means is like emergent storytelling and what that what that roughly translates to is variety so every time you play it's different and every time you do it there's like some like new thing and like or like you'll discover something new and that's like that's not what i'm talking about because like i don't think that has anything that does that's not an example of a game that has longevity because of how it expresses how you think in the way that chess does because like because chess is the same game every time melee the way that melee has been refined in competitive uh styles it's the same game every time it gets compressed down into one cohesive you know like no items chess community right right. no shit no they're they're gonna be like actually (laughs) i I prioritize i think chess is better i like chess more for that reason not that it doesn't like variety i mean it does it's just that to play chess it's not do a more variety of things it's understand things more deeply and intuitively and in a way more meaningfully and that to me that's the difference with chess um right (laughs) what was i saying before that I don't know, but the fact that you can, the yeah, the fact that it is kind of like the same game, uh, like, of course it's not the same game every time. Oh but, wait, wait, wait! I was gonna say melee. Sorry, sorry. Do you finish the idea? Yeah, real quick. I, I was just gonna say because it's essentially you're playing the same game every time in terms of like setup, and then just like the pieces will move always in the same manner, and then it it's it becomes an easier experience to learn and to just like dive way more deeper into it because nothing that's a constant factor. Like the game right. is, is constant. And then what's changing is like the way you approach it and like, and other games of course of won't do that because you know, there's, <laughs> there's just so much fluff that changes how you play it. Yeah. And like all these, you know, of course it's like a stretch cause we're comparing to video games and chess is like a board game. Yeah. But, yeah but even like a, a board game i play is like a dominion and like the base cards are always going to be different in the setup mm. but yeah what were you going to say about melee i was going to say that melee actually embodies both of those examples of games like imagine melee with items and then melee without items like melee with items you get variety and more like randomness but you don't really get to anything fundamental you just get variety and it, it goes on for a long time like you could and it's it's really fun. I think those games are fun, and you know, they're not bad. It's good. No, they're bad. Oh yeah, no, they <laughs> no. suck. They're horrible for you. It's bad for your gaming diet. Don't play them. No, they're fun. I think it's gonna be with light with them. But like, that's an example of like a game that I think could last a while, but wouldn't have the same, you know, context as because th- that's the thing is like the I think the difference is. The those pretentious kind of chess people who like yeah they don't even befriend each other because, um, <laughs> it's so weird to say right, this. They're just so elitist. Yeah, well, like there's elitist, but it's like there is. I think there is something almost sacred when you play like chess or something a game like that that is yeah fixed and express. You know, you can can articulate how you the way you think. That is something that. I think when the barriers, when, that's what I'm saying. Like when you break down the barriers of like that pretension, um, it it doesn't diminish that, that space, that that thing, if that makes sense. Right. That sacred place that they're holding on to. Just like the sacredness of a game, in general, can, can like open up like a whole discussion because, yeah, um, like, because you were talking about the sacredness of chess and like the fact that. This very traditional classic game 
is pretty much ingrained in generations of cultures. Yeah. And there's that, that sacredness of like that constant game. Yeah, there's some nugget within within it. And so like I can see why there's like it it, it will naturally form <laughs> like an elitist <laughs> community. Like yeah. even melee has that because like we think melee is sacred because it's like the best smash <laughs> game and it's like you know Sakurai oh, it's, cool. it's, it's sacred but it's like the devil to Sakurai and Nintendo <laughs> and so like for we different reasons em- we embrace it <laughs> and here's the thing from the game design perspective the the because melee can kind of be uh, you know it's like the toxicity and the dream that um that sakurai has and i think nintendo has is this kids can play it and your family can play it and no one is excluded and you can play the game for the game in itself and it's not about being better and it's not about defeating someone else or having your ego attached to it and all that is seen as like you know i can see that from the game designer's perspective as being bad and shitty and like you feel like it's a smear and also it's like i made the game and you're doing it wrong and (laughs) like i i didn't i made it for not this purpose and so i can see that but it's almost like you know it's the communities at this point because they've abandoned it so what are they gonna do yeah it's like yeah their idea is oh this game is like the idea is you they designed the game to be fun and that's why you want to play the game because it's fun. But Sakurai, yeah. your game's not fun if the game sucks. Yeah, yeah. and I can give my class <laughs> no, my <laughs> roasted. Is that about um uh, brawl? Oh. oh my okay. But I mean, there is that um like something I I can see something as uh like Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, I have my rant about Super Mario Odyssey about how it's it's like raw charisma. It's like perfect, and how they structure it is is so great. And it's it's a great, awesome game, and it's one of the best ever. And all are, so are all the Super Mario's, but uh, I don't know. That's like a save for the podcast, I think. Yeah, save for another podcast. Does that tie into the other topic we want to talk about? Um, in relation to like, how does this tie into how you can only be good at two games in your life? Because I know we wanted to. Not that that's exactly the number, but yeah, like the idea is, every game you play. You're not going to be, like, good at it. Yeah, one of the best. Yeah, and, like, really, there's only going to be... Because you only have so much time to, like, put into, into that, a game yeah. that you want to get good at in your in a whole lifetime. Yeah. Um, But maybe that's just... I mean, there's... <laughs> like, look at Sonic Sonic Fox, bro. Like It's genres. Two genres of games. So, uh, Meta Ace brings up a good point, chat, that instead of being only good at two games in your lifetime it's like two genres of games and that ties into my i guess uh outlier sonic fox who's just a god at every fighting game and he's like been number one isn't he a furry like several yeah yeah he's the furry i just realized what you said wow all right Um, i I have no judgment (laughs) so like (laughs) he's just really good at um, the Marvel type of games with like the three on three flashy combos, and then he's still really good at like the slower paced fighting games like Injustice. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's like the best anime fighter, um, yeah. which includes uh, like Persona, um, yeah. Grand Blue. Um, wow, I can't think of the anime fighting games right now, but like, yeah, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters. 
Yeah. And, but yeah, he's just really good at all those games. But unless you're like someone like him, I really think the average player is only going to be good at like one or two at the most. And it's yeah. kind of a sad reality. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a gamer to realize that. I can see that though, where it's like it, it's like the genre. It's like if you're good at reaction shooters, you'll be good at counter. Like if you're good at Counter Strike, you'll be good at Valorant. If you're good at um an RTS, like if you're good at Warcraft, you'll probably be good at Starcraft, and you can probably pick up. I mean, I I, I like the genre. It definitely makes sense. But I mean, like I think we were thinking top, like top one hundred yeah. in a game. Yeah, like good is subjective. We're, good, we're yeah, talking right, about right, like right. um really like, really good. Like you're known for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, like th- that would have to be like you'd have to decide to do it, and you could probably only do it once or twice in your life, yeah. unless you're yeah, like a prodigy. And I do think like I I know like not that I know, but I would agree that it it, it applies to genres. Like look at um okay, so we grew up on competitive League of Legends, and the people we followed back then, the like OG League players like um Hotshot the OG GG. TSM like Hotshot GG like what is he doing now? No idea. Like who the fuck knows? Like. Oh right, we, we just—he was just really good at league, and then for it, for us, that's it. Look yeah. at Scara. Like now, he's kind of just like a streamer personality, and yeah. he's pretty good. Actually, I don't know if he's good at team fight tactics, but like <laughs> he just was the uh, Dignitas, rest in peace, Dig. Yeah. Um, like mid laner, uh, double lift. It's still league. Like there's, there's really right. no other. There's no like personal or like there's no um esports athlete that we followed back then that has really branched out and got really good at another game. Right. We talked about that pre stream. I remember the or pre uh podcast recording. It was like not only can you only be good at a, like a certain game for you know like only a, like a limited amount of games, it's also a limited amount of time because maintaining that high intensity, you know, high performance mentality is very exhausting and it takes a toll. It can it burns you out fast. Yeah. Uh, Meta Ace asks, "Would you group Marvel and Melee as the same genre?" See, I wouldn't, but like as a gamer, like from an outside perspective who's not involved in fighting games, it would just be fighting games for someone else. So, like Leffen, for example, would be, "Oh, he's just a fighting game player," but people who are like who know the games that he plays realize how crazy it is that he's a top player in um, Melee. And then also a top player in Dragon Ball Fighters because he's like good at game uh, other fighting games, and the that difference alone, that gap in like playstyle and gameplay, speaks volumes of how skilled he is as a player. And so, like, he's the only player to be. He has the most summit appearances. Summit is the um, the tournament where they bring in like the top 16 players of that game to like live and yeah. like, play there for like a weekend. So he's been Ultimate Summit, Melee Summit, um and Dragon Ball Fighters Summit. And I'm pretty sure he's like the only one who's ever done that. Wow. I think too like Melee is more of a sandbox fighter whereas I, I Marvel's like what is tag team fighter or what what kind of game is Marvel? I always thought Marvel was more like um Marvel's like Dragon a three-on-three. Three. Yeah, yeah. Like, DBFZ is considered a Marvel game. Dang, that's it's like this. It's the same format, yeah. Cross-sections of genre, though. Very interesting. Thank you for your question, Medeis. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have an answer for... Um, you wanted to talk about... <laughs> yeah, the uh, future of Fortnite? 
Yeah, the future of Fortnite and also advice Fuck. for aspiring chess players out there. Well, okay, okay. If you scour the past, our past um, podcast, I've definitely, I had a whole thing on Fortnite, Fortnite. and yeah. um, the way, because the way that Fortnite felt, if, I mean, people don't like, it's hard to remember this looking back, but back in the day we had like Minecraft and it was like, what if we could like build and fight? Like, wouldn't that be crazy? And I remember we would have different, like, we would have little games where um we would like we would all spawn on a server and we build a little um environment and then you'd fight and then you could build and fight and that was part of the game and they were like well, what if you could do that in like a like a not block you know 64-bit world and then th- like they had um like then dropped in what was it PUBG and DayZ really i remember we played DayZ we played DayZ mods for grand theft auto back in the day and that was so like it was like it's hard to explain how primed the market was for uh fortnite like it was we were so ready we we had it was like the perfect shape we we had a fortnite shaped hole in all of our hearts at that time and then it just came and it graced us per- like in the perfect slide and it was nicely oiled so it slid right in <laughs> with like and by that i mean it was uh, had good marketing and it looked good and we just lost a viewer after that okay but like it it was everyone was ready for it so eventually uh you know it gets the now it's like almost stale and they happen so fast i don't know if like time moves fast or like like i'm at the age where i feel like time moves fast or we're we're just in a generation where that's how things things just change um but like that like to me fortnite i i mean i haven't been playing it I think the future of it is I've always thought that they couldn't I I keep feeling like they wouldn't innovate enough and then they released the um the the, the dark zone or whatever it's called the, what dark zone wait I was talking about the know. uh the, the concert blackout? oh Travis Scott concert yeah yeah and I thought that was going to be stupid but it was actually like really cool I thought so it it's like my feeling is like I want to be against them at this point because it's just it's uh it's just stale and i don't think it was it was a game that and i talked about this last time i think or i don't know if i even talked about this but it's like it was a game that was meant to meet the moment rather than a game that was meant to last i don't think it really even had like uh, like an ethical consideration it was just kind of it's like okay let's just like pump this out there because it's perfect right and then we'll think about longevity later this like battle royale system that like this game system that like embeds really quickly into people who play it and is very entertaining and interesting. So like it, it was, yeah, it was, it was pumped out for that reason. And then they kept iterating on it. And it's the same situation with league of legends where they'll change the game of league of legends and they'll update things not to refine it towards a more, you know, theoretically perfect game or a more but to just spice game. it up. Yeah. Just change for change. And so right. I, it can be a kind of trend. I, I mean, we could talk about Guild Wars 2 even with all their living world stuff and how that works. But I, I see them as continuing what they're doing and I'm sure it'll have... It, it, you know, it has a broad appeal. Like, kids can play it. Anyone can play it. But... Right. Yeah, f- future, I, I just... I mean, it's like I'm uninterested. I, 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 don't, I don't know, I guess. And, I'm, and at this point, it's like... It's just going to do what they do. And I, they've impressed me with how they've been able to stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. Is that sufficient? I have, I have like no clue 
the for like what the Fortnite world is like because I I barely <laughs> touched it because I right, you missed I it. don't I don't play first person shooters I played Fortnite for a little bit it's a third but to me shooter. it was like it just felt like I was it was as if TikTok was a game you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> and it just felt uh like a meme yeah and so I didn't really try to get good at it or anything I kind of just played it because you guys are playing it yeah um but I mean what you're talking about how they how league kind of just uh changes just to change and how fortnite didn't they they uh they designed it and put it out for to to like fill that moment and be that moment rather than be like the game everyone plays for like forever um i guess that brings up the question of like what is designed in games that is tied to longevity like or like what? meaningful longevity you mean yeah like where where in game design do you focus on okay what makes this game playable for years right and like the only game that comes to mind that's done that is blizzard's world of warcraft and they didn't even like do it on purpose it just kind of happened yeah it was just people making a game they wanted to play but i think so the way that i'm thinking about it is um <laughs> like and it plays into exactly what I've been talking about, what we've been, you know, chatting about basically in regards to the difference between melee as its own game and then melee as like a bunch of um as a bunch of like with items, is a game that has fundamental longevity in my mind is something that innovates in terms of its systems. So I mean Fortnite had a like building. I think that was the only unique thing they added to um the the battle royale yeah the battle um, royale system yeah and even that idea was like the battle royale idea was what it was um the book the what was that book the book series um, hunger games it was hunger yeah, games yeah, even yeah. before that it was battle royale the movie right there was um, like steps like before right very Fortnite. specific yeah. yeah tangential steps and so like it's not that's why i'm like you know it's exactly it met the moment is because it just adapted these systems and then created a polished product whereas something like chess it's like you don't really there's not games that like and fundamentally that are the same as chess like no i mean games that have turn-based systems and that kind of stuff but the way the pieces are and like all that stuff is like it's it's just unique like it's as fundamental as that and i think my example would be and, and this may not be the best example either but there's a game called uh paper clips or universal paper clips where oh. i really enjoyed but it's just I a cookie clicker game. yeah yeah if you it's you can play it it's free um in your browser um but it's like they they do a unique variation on the system of cookie clickers where you can click 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 and that that's how you get stuff and in this game you're making paper clips whereas cookie clicker you're making cookies um so you make paper clips but then you also have to sell them and so you obviously don't want to sell them like cheap like that's your natural uh incentive like you want to you want to sell them for a better price so you can get more money per paperclip but then you realize that like oh i'm just trying to you know get like move things as fast as i can cuz paperclips are cheap to make i have infinite resources i can just make as many as i can as fast as i can and then you find that people aren't buying them fast enough so you have to reduce the price which kind of goes against your the intuition of the system you have to reduce the price in order to like get people to buy them faster cuz then demand will increase because people are going to buy your paperclips and not other people's paperclips because they're cheaper and so like that that's actually the way so that that is an example of an inversion on a system instead of like a you know like a for the sake of variety like 
it, it inverted the system of cookie clickers where I, you know, I have like this supply and demand system and I, I can't just, you know, price up the paperclips to make more money. I actually have to price down the paperclips and that like, that's an example of like a system that's clever. That's cleverness embedded in the system. It's not like a joke. It's not like a, there's no wordplay. It's just the system itself. And so that's what I'm talking about with like, I think games have longevity, have something unique in the system themselves that, you, you know, digs in broadly. But yeah, to me, that's like a game with longevity. There's a game that manages to do that. I know that was a lot. Good luck editing through that. <laughs> but um, no, you bring up a good point in how what makes a good and like fresh game yeah. is that like unique take on an already um, popular system. Like what Fortnite did with Battle Royale, Valorant's doing with CS:GO. Like I don't think anyone's ever touched Counter Strike system. Yeah, that, that I, I thought was really smart. That is something that I've definitely thought about. Is like, why wouldn't you? Because the the current. All right, I'm not gonna tangent. I don't want to say too much, but it's good. I, I agree. I think that was a good iteration. Right. Like maybe there are games that tried, but like to my knowledge, it's like wow, no one's ever touched like Counter Strike to like be another game like that um and riot is just hitting all the beats in terms of fps card games Mm -hmm. uh soon to be action rpgs soon to be fighting games that's crazy um and they're just taking everything valve does but better (laughs) um (laughs) is this gonna be the riot 2.0 stream (sighs) yeah we always talk about riot we always bring back to Riot because they're the ones they're hot right now it's unfortunate because you see League sucks, but it's yeah. true. But League sucks because it's been 10 years. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Um, it, it was itself its own uh, iteration on Dota. Yeah. But, like, so what I was talking about, like, the whole um, unique take on it, on systems and how, like, the co- uh, cookie, the, what is it called? Paperclips. Oh, universal paperclips. Look yeah, like, how that cookie. inverted the system, like, in the same way... There's no games doing that right now. I mean, besides Valorant. But, like, mm-hmm. um, other than that, like... Mainstream games, at least. Yeah, like, there's no... Like, everyone's kind of just following the system. And yeah. no one's really... Probably has the money or time or maybe just knowledge to really put something out there that breaks down any everything that we know about it, like, right. in terms of, like, a gaming system and, right. like, innovating it in a way that's, like, oh, like, wow, that sounds interesting exactly um i feel like that era of innovation has it's it's on the uh it's on the uh it feels exhausted that's the thing that's like exactly it's just because all the games are are innovated for the sake of variety instead of yeah yeah we're we're in like the falling action of the peak of innovation of like 2008 games yeah i would say i would i'd say to that like 2010s and 2000 2010 i think we're even coming off that Right, okay, Overwatch and Paladins, I, in a way... Wait, what's Paladins? Oh, off of, uh, yeah, yeah, off the Battle Royale. I, don't, I never yeah. played Paladins. And Overwatch was, it was a, that was itself a good iteration, but it, it, it was still like it a... It was too much. It was an arcade shooter. Yeah, it felt super, I guess... Those are good like, examples, though. Yeah, that, that's definitely a good example, and... Overwatch is worth mentioning because that's like a step towards Valorant. Like you can't have Valorant without the Overwatch innovation. Right. Sure. Oh, right. Overwatch is meaningful. Yeah. I I hate to say it, but it it is, man. 
but yeah, it's true that like in Overwatch, it's still leveraged towards like there's a, there's more leverage on your abilities, whereas Valorant, there's more leverage on your reaction skill. Right. I think that that makes is uniquely or like meaningfully different. But if um there was another question earlier, what advice would you give to an aspiring, oh, yeah, aspiring. chess player out there? That's um, more for you, because I I mean I guess both of us are terrible at chess in terms of yeah. like, the chess overall player base yeah relative to the people who yeah i mean new it's like i'd say just don't it's just a game don't be intimidated it's good to like have fun definitely um i think early on the ratio of i was talking about this with zedkiel was um the the ratio from study to play i think study outweighs play like a good bit especially in the beginning especially early on um so it's like i would say like don't be afraid to study or like don't don't let like having to learn about it diminish its uh its value or like its enjoyability and if if you don't even want to do that you don't even have to like just play it casually play play bots play just you know play people online there's a lot of resources now and it's becoming more popular i think it has it's accessible just try it out right i think my two cents in there would be um yeah, pretty much just like approach it as like a new game because uh, I'm sure it's very daunting to play the sacred game of chess the and sacred. it's all traditional <laughs> rules and and standards and all that. But definitely playing and then getting your ass beat and then looking into like openings after that where like you study a bit, it, it all starts to make sense after you play it. Um, I would say uh, my comparison to playing a first-person shooter like Valorant for the first time, and I kind of talked about this on previous Midnight Lantern podcast episodes, where um, approaching that Counter-Strike type of game for the first time was very like intimidating, but when it, but what it came down to was kind of just uh, like, like what you mentioned earlier, like just the basic principles of protect your pawns, like hold yeah. angles for Valorant. That's all I had to do to just be efficient and useful for the team. It's just like not be in a bad position. Yeah. And it was as simple as that. And then you kind of just see immediate uh, improvement. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I think also for the chess thing, um, it's like try to pick up like a few like what I was talking about before is like pick up a few fundamental things that are important to do like learn an opening um and like try to just try to find a good principle a lot of the best chess players will say like oh that's a good idea to do this like just try to do as many of the good ideas as th yeah. those people say for beginners there's really just four things you want to keep in mind it's uh i forgot them <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's um i don't know but here's here's what i would say uh, protect your pawns, or I guess protect your pieces. Um, control center. Control center. De yeah. Develop your minor pieces and major pieces in that order, and um, castle. Yeah, that's kind of like the first. That's technically a standard opening. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good way to. Yeah. That's that's good advice actually. That's great. Because once you have that. You're set for the like neutral. I mean mid game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah, looking at the time, it is. It has been. What has it been? 
been it's been an hour really it's been about like 50 minutes uh minus intro but yeah. yeah looking at the time it looks like that is all for this episode um it was an interesting episode because uh the live stream and we're still testing a lot of things out but i hope it was still good discussion and still stimulated your brains in terms of thinking about games here at the midnight lantern mm-hmm. any last words i uh, thank you for uh being here <laughs> what Amazing. else is there to say uh follow me at twitter jc reno 77 i still don't tweet anything nice but it's you can, okay you can follow me at sean j barlon on all social media platforms you can follow me on twitch tv at swan studio tv and yeah we'll be here live probably every sunday or i guess every two sundays because i don't think we'll live stream yeah save, save for, the it for the podcast it's a little bit uh complicated with the whole recording because of quarantine so yeah that alone just setting up to records kind of busy um, yeah but uh, yeah, so that wraps it up. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Peace. Bye.